Good morning. We're broadcasting from Lawrence, New York. We're continuing the Shir in Likut Elochus, Yordea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchois, Chukois, Ho'akum, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Dalit. We dedicate the learning today, Leiloi Nishmas, Reb Shmuel, Reb Shlemoy, whose yard site is on the 6th of Kislev, and Leiloi Nishmas, Reb Yitzchok, Reb David, whose yard site will be on the 7th of Kislev. We dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Edith Basmarian Brindle, Eitanyol ben Edna, Tovietzi ben Chayaliza, Yuspendel bas Gedaleya, Sorochel bas Yuspendel, Avigalan bas Yuspendel, Soralei bas Chavaliba, Shimon Elias ben Rochel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, Shlomanisim ben Mazel, Jonas ben Hilda, Besorich Sharchel Yisrael. We're continuing from paragraph Dalit. One of the warnings that the Torah gives us about our attitude towards non-Jews, the Torah says, and the Gemara says, Do not apply any grace or charm to them. It's forbidden for a Jew to say, how beautiful is that idol? And it's also forbidden to praise them, the idols or the idol worshippers, in any way. Because the real beauty is found only by the Jewish people. As the Pasuk says, the Jewish nation... In you, I take pride. And when we praise the Jewish nation and we, we show love to the grace and to the behavior, the customs of the Jewish people, this holy chose, chosen nation that's been chosen from among all the other nations, by doing that, we reveal the beautiful light and pride of the Jewish people. And by revealing this beautiful light, which, which is also the revelation of the greatness of Hashem, that's one of the most powerful things in defeating the Koyach HaMedameh, the power of the Sitra Achra. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 25 in Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, that the most powerful thing to be able to weaken and bring about the downfall of the Medame of the Eight Sahara, the Sitra Achra, is revealing the greatness of Hashem, Shehu Alidei His Galus which one of the ways of revealing the greatness of Hashem is revealing this light, 
this light that's found in Klal Yisrael. And this is why Rabbi Nezal writes in that same chapter, in paragraph, hey, Shalidei HaSimcha, Shesmechen al Shezoho Lios Mizeri Yisrael, Uleskar al Tzadik Mamitiyin, Aydezeh Meshabren Hamedameh. Rabbi Nezal writes there that through the joy that a, a Jew feels about how fortunate, how lucky I am to be a Jew and to come close to true tzaddikim, that helps the person destroy the medame, break the medame, shehem hamenios shebechol madrega shebikdusha. And the medame is also the obstacles that present themselves on each and every new level of kedusha that a Jew tries to get to. I and Shom, take a look over there in Likud Imran, chapter 25, paragraph Hey. Now, Yidei Shemesameach Atzmoi, Besimchas Yisroel, because by a Jew rejoicing with a Jewish happiness, meaning, Al Shezocho Lios Mizera Yisroel, rejoicing over the fact that I am Zechah to, to come from Jewish heritage. This reveals and displays the, the grace and the beauty and the light of the Jewish people. Which is the, the real greatness of Hashem. Because we know the Zohar HaKadosh says, Hashem and the Jewish people and the Torah are one. When we reveal the greatness of the Jewish people, we're revealing the greatness of Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal explained over there in the Kutimran that when we reveal the greatness of Hashem, through that we bring about the, the we, we eliminate the obstacles, which are the Koyach HaMedameh, Ki be'emes enom meniyas klal. Because in reality, in truth, they are not real obstacles. Rak shehem nidmim lemeniyas. It's just they seem like obstacles. At shekoshelashavram, to the point where it looks to the person like it's very difficult or impossible to overcome them. But by us praising and taking pride and showing that we love the chen, the grace and the, the importance and the beauty of Klal Yisrael, and we're able to bring ourselves to great joy over the fact that I'm not a goy, this is one of the things that reveals the beauty of Klal Yisrael, which is this, these divine colors and lights, which is the greatness of Hashem. And this is one of the most powerful things in bringing about the defeat of the Medamen. Any questions? Paragraph Hey, Vizer Bechinas Shkolim. And this will also explain the, the whole concept of Parsha Shkolim before Purim. 
and also the shkolim, which the Jew, the machzis hashekel, which Klal Yisrael gives in the beginning of Adar. And this played a major role in bringing about the miracle of Purim. As the Gemara points out in Megillah, that when Haman offered Achashverosh 10,000 silver pieces for the rights to destroy Klal Yisrael, Hashem announced, you Russia, you wicked person, the Jews have already preempted you by giving their shkolem, their machzis hashekel. And that's why in the beginning of Adar, Adar is when the announcement is made for Yidin to bring in their shkolem. Because the main envy and hate that Haman had for the Jewish people was because of this. What is the this? Over the fact that the Jewish people stay far away from the type of behavior and the customs of the Goyim. And that's why he said, their rules are different from all other nations. They keep themselves apart. They don't want to assimilate. Because this is what made Haman angry and, and jealous. Over the fact that the Jews have clear intentions to be different from the Goyim in all our ways and to distance ourselves from their customs. And that's why he said, and I'm prepared to give out, to give away to the king's treasury 10,000 silver pieces. He wrote, and he, he called it shkolen. He, he said, eshkol, eshkol. Because he wanted to negate the power of the Shkolem of Klal Yisrael. Which Rabbi Nezal explains over there in that chapter on the Kutiman that when we give tzedakah, money has in it these, this divine light, the divine lights of gold and silver. And that's why Hashem prepared the cure before the illness. And Hashem sorted that we should give our shkolim before Haman gives his. And Hashem commanded us to give our shkolem donations to the Mishkan, to the Beis Amikosh, on the first of Ador. Shehim Bechinas Tzedakah. This is an example of Tzedakah, charity. And Rabbi Nezal explains when a Jew gives Tzedakah, that reveals these Gavnen Ilon, these divine lights that are found in gold and silver. Which is one of the most powerful forces in defeating 
the medame and the klipos, shein bechinas homon amolek, which are synonymous with homon amolek, ki amolek hu bechinas horash be because amolek is the evil aspect of medame. Remember, medame is can be a combination of good and bad. Because Rashi tells us that the Amalekim were able to use magic to make themselves look like an animal. As Rashi points out, when Hashem instructed Shor HaMelech to wipe out Amalek, including the oxen and the sheep and the animals, Rashi points out, the Amalekim had the ability to make themselves seem like behemoths. And Rabbeinazal teaches us that a behemoth represents the which is referred to as the animal instinct inside of us that lowest, lowest level of das that's compared to animal intellect. Kanal Bamaim Ranal, as Rabbeinazal discusses over there in chapter 25 on Kudiman. Fialkein Iker Hachnoas Homan Amolek Walidei Hashkolen. And that's why what played a major role in bringing about the downfall of Homan Amolek was our Shkolen, Shein because Tzedakah reveals that those heavenly lights, which is the, a display of the greatness of Hashem, that's what brings about the downfall of the Medame, the Behemoth, the Amalekim, who, tried, who made themselves appear like Behemoths. The Pasuk in, in, in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa, which speaks about the Jewish people donating the Machtsis HaShekel to the Mishkan, refers to it this way. Is, is referred to as the Eitz Hadas, which is a combination of good and bad mixed together, which is referred to as the clip of Noiga, twilight, which is also day and night. Shehu Iker And that's where our main test comes about. Bechinas Machtsis, just like the term Machtsis, which means half. Whereby the person is standing on a scale, on a testing ground. Half of him is, is leaning towards this side, and half is leaning towards the other side. Like on a scale. Because he is a mixture, a combination of good and bad. And this is why the Torah refers to this stalker as half a shekel. 
because each and every one of us is faced all the time with choices, good and bad, a right side and a left side. And we have to see to it to make the right choice, to pull on the right half. And thereby elevate the medame to Hashem. This machzis, the word shekel is also miloshin mishkal, scales, weights, that this half weight that, that, that represents the, the aspect of the bed of medame, we have to see to it to elevate that to Hashem. And we accomplish this by giving this half shekel to be able to buy the korbonis, the public korbonis, like the korban tonid, the korbonis of the holidays, and, and for donations to the mishkan. These are examples of kanal. And Rabbi Nezal explains in that chapter in Kutimran that by giving tzedakah, we reveal the light that's found in money, these divine colors, divine lights that are found in money. And this brings about the downfall of the medame. And through this, the negativity, the ra in the medame has a fall, and the good of the Medame is able to be elevated and integrated into the Kedusha. And this is why the Koyhanim took these Shkolen and used it to purchase Korbonis, public Korbonis, and donate the, to the, support the Mishkan. Because korbonos, sacrifices, taking animals and sacrifices for them for Hashem, that's an example of breaking the medame. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 25, the korbonos that were slaughtered for Hashem, they are a broken spirit. Which spirit? Breaking the medame, this ruach of medame. That's what the korbanis were, and that's also what donating to the mishkan was. That's bringing about a revelation of these lights. Because all of the divine lights and colors were included in the Mishkan, as the Torah describes the requirements for the Mishkan, silver and gold and blue wool and purple wool, all these different colors, all of these different lights. Any questions? Um. Question regarding the half a shekel and why not a whole shekel. It's still not clear to me. The same limit could be learned from a shekel. Everyone has to give a shekel. I'm missing why it was dafka a half. Sure. The machzis shows that we're talking about half. Half of what? Half of the medame, half of the noiga. 
because Noga is comprised of good and bad, 50-50. And our mission is to deal with the halves differently, the half that's good to elevate it to the Kedusha, the half that's no good to be able to destroy it, to be machmiyayit. So the machzis alerts us that there's a 50-50 situation here. There's something that's half this and half that. That's the point. Thank you, Rav Nossi. Sure. Anyone else, please? And now Rav Nossi is going to explain how the Parshas Shkolen begins. And this is why when the Torah teaches us the mitzvah of Machzis HaShekel, it begins with the words, when you will want to lift up and elevate the heads of the Jewish people. This is referring to counting the Jews, but the wording that's used in the Pasuk is Kisiso, you will elevate. Rav Nosazal says, look at the wording, Kisiso Daika, Bechinas Nesius Roish. It's referring to elevating the head. The Hainu, meaning when we are trying to climb up from one level to a higher level, the Yisrael, we want to lift up the Jewish people. They should be able to rise up from one level of holiness to a higher level. As I, the Torah says, then what do we have to do? The Nasnu Ish Koifer each and every Jew has to donate charity, a, a redemption for his soul. Because by giving tzedakah, we defeat the obstacles that are found on every single level. Those obstacles are the result of this koya hamedame. And then what happens? so that there will not be a plague among the Jews if you count them the, the wrong way. By revealing these lights, by donating these shkolim, through this we bring about the downfall of the medame, the klipois, shehem sitra de moisa, which are referred to as the side of death, and we're instead to holy intellect, not medame, not medame, which is animal intellect, but rather we're to seichel dikdusha, shehu bechinas chayim, which is referred to as life, kemoshikosu, ha-chochma techaye, true chochma gives life to the one who possesses it. Ki ikra ha-chayim hu ha-seichel, because true life is dependent on the intellect of a person. Shehu chayim nitzchim, that's eternal life. Ki ikar hasholosoi shel haodam lachar misosoi hulak hasogas hasechel hanikne, because Rabbi Nezal explains in the beginning, towards the beginning of that chapter on the Kudimam, that the only thing that really remains of a person after the person passes away is the seichel hanikne that that person acquired during their lifetime, which means their highest level intellect, 
And the way that a Jew is zechet to sechel and to sechel anikne is by overcoming and breaking the medame. As Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 25, study all the different concepts that we're mentioning here, study it over there in Likud Imran very, very well. Rav Nosenzal is drawing the parallel between the Yontif of Purim and the whole concept, the whole Parshishkolim, how it parallels all the different concepts that Rabbein Azal presents there in chapter 25 of Likud Imran. Paragraph Ches, V'yalkein hoiso ikar ha-mitzvah shel shkolim be'ez shahoyu moinen es Yisrael. And this will also explain why the main mitzvah of donating these shkolim to the Mishkan and to purchase korbanos came about when, 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 they were, when you're counting the Jewish people. Ki ha-minyan shal Yisrael hu b'chinas nesias roish. Rav Nosazal explains that when we want to count the members of the Jewish nation, that's a concept of elevating us. Bechinas alias midarga That implies going up from one level to the next level. Hanemar b'maymranal, which is discussed in that chapter on the Kutimran. Because Rabbein Azal explains towards the end of that chapter in the Kutimran, that when a Jew rises up from one level to the next level, he also pushes up his friend who was on that level, that new level that he just got to, in order for him to get to that level, he has to push the person that was on that level up to a higher level. Rabbein Azal explains over there, based on the writings of the Arizal, that every person has a pnimius and a chitzonius, an inner part and an outer part. And the part that rises up is the pnimius. The pnimius of the person on level one rises up to, to become an outer covering to the chitzonius of the one on level two. And the person who was previously on level two, that person's premius has to get pushed up higher. And so too, this brings about a chain reaction causing everyone to be bumped up. As Rabbi Nezal explains this very well there in that chapter in the Kutimara, take a look. And as Rabbi Nezal, when he was describing this, said clearly, This is the concept of elevating. To lift up. That each and every Jew, as he's climbing the ladder, he's bumping up, he's lifting up his friend. Now when we are Counting the Jewish nation, Azai Koilin, Umeirimin, Umenasin, Umekashrin, Echo de Chaveroi de Chaveroi. We're gathering together and elevating and connecting each and every Jew to their fellow Jew. Because this is what counting is really all about. To attach them and bind them together, 
שיאלה כל אחד למדרגס חברוי, וחברו יאלה יוסף, אפילו למעלה מעלה. Why do we want to attach A to B? For what purpose? So that A can benefit from B. If B is higher than A, by attaching A to B, B, the A gets elevated. And when A gets elevated, B gets elevated even more. And this continues. In order that we should all merge together properly, so that the divine spirit of Hashem should rest upon us. This will explain why the Torah refers to counting the Jewish people as Nesias Roish, elevating us. When you will lift up the heads of the Jewish people to their counting. Because by counting the Jews, we elevate their heads from one level to the next level. And this will explain, if you look in the Torah, every time when the Jewish nation was expected to go from one level to a new level, we were counted. When we came out of Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to count the Jewish people. When we fell into the sin of the ego, we were counted. Afterwards, when the Mishkan was being built, and Hashem wanted thereby to place to rest his Shechina on the Jewish nation, we were counted. Rashi, as Rashi HaKadosh points out in the beginning of Chumash Bamidbar. Rav Nusenthal says now, because all of the examples that Rashi gives are all examples of times when the Jewish nation was going up from one level to another level. For example, when we came out of Egypt, the Gemara says that we were coming out of 49 levels of Toma, minus 49, and rising up to the 49 levels of holiness. And so too, after we were involved in making this golden calf, whereby we had to leave and rise up and become purified from the Tuma of the Egel Azov and enter into holiness. And so too afterwards, after when we built the Mishkan, and thereby we were expected to rise up to high levels, that the divine spirit of us should rest upon us. This is why we were counted each time. Which is a concept of lifting up our heads. And Rabbein Zal taught us in that chapter on the Kudimran, 
that whenever we rise up from one level to the next level, that awakens the Madonna on that new level again, to try to block the person from getting to that new level. And Medame is synonymous with the Malach with the angel of death, the Satan, the Yitzhahara, that's all one angel. And as we just said before, when we rise up from one level to the next, the Medame is, is become stronger. It seems that there's a misprint here. It repeats these two lines twice. Therefore, we have to perform an action, a significant action, to defeat that medame, to defeat the death, the sitra de moise, shehu ha-medame. And that's accomplished through the shkolim, shehim bechinas tzedakah. We know the Pesach says, tzedakah tatzil mimovis. Stuck a saves a person from death. When we give stuck, we bring out that light, that divine light that's found in the money. Now, Ramosanzal shows how this posit parallels exactly what Rabbeinazal says there on the Kutiman that when you want to elevate them, you want to you want to lift them up from one level to the next. Each Jew has to give a redemption, so that the, the powers of death will not rule on us. And then it says, Every single person who will be included in this count donates this half shekel of the holy shekel. Machtis HaShekel Daiko, says. Note, it's Machtis HaShekel, showing that here we are performing the Tikkun of Klipas Noiga. What is Klipas Noiga? It's half. It's half good, half bad. Paragraph tells, V'zeh b'chinas mishenichnas ador marben besimcha. And now this ties in beautifully again with another major concept that Rabbi Nezal speaks about in that chapter in Kutimran, which is Simcha. That, and that's why when Ador begins, we, we increase, we expand the Simcha. Because it's in Ador that we have to bring about the downfall of this Klipa of Homan Amolek, which is the power of Medame. This requires a major increase of simcha. As Rabbi Nezal writes there, We have to be very happy about the fact that we are going to be members of the Jewish people. We're not a, we're not a goi. By doing that, we reveal and we proclaim the chen and the beauty, the pride of the Jewish nation. Shahu his galas hagavnen. This is also an example of revealing those lights. Shahu gedulah saboyli, which is the greatness of Hashem. Shai dezeh machmi en hamedame. 
That's what brings about the downfall of the Madonna. And through this, to rise up, to climb up all the different levels of holiness, Amen the Amen. As Rabbein Azal expresses this over there at the end of that chapter in the Kudimran in Paragraph Hey, Shalide Simcha. Through the simcha that a Jew rejoices with the fact that we are the chosen nation of Hashem, I'm zeicher to be a Jew, and I'm zeicher to come close to tzadikim. This is also a major force in being machniyah the medame, darge, which spreads itself in on every single level. And then we're able to rise up to a higher level than we were on previously. Ayin Shon, take a look over there on Likutimran, and you'll see how Rav Nosenzal defined a perfect parallel to the steps Rav Nosenzal defines over there in that chapter on Likutimran regarding defeating the Madonna. Rav Nosenzal showed here how the Yontif of Purim and the month of Adar and all of its mitzvahs parallel exactly the, the path that Rabbein Azal laid out over there in chapter 25 in the Kudimran. Any questions, please? Nelson, does the concept of Harama work in the reverse? That means if, if, if a Jew falls, then he pulls down people connected to him on that level, or is it only one-way traffic? I'm hesitant to say because Rabbi Nizal doesn't mention it over there in that chapter. He doesn't say it. On one hand, logically, it would seem yes, but I, I don't know for sure. I'm not sure. He referred me. I'm not sure. Rabbi Nizal, in the chat, there's a question, please. An example of using the Madonna for Kedusha, yes. The Gemara says, Tzadikim mizdamnen leyoitzran. Tzadikim emulate Hashem. Just like Hashem is kind, we are kind. Just like Hashem visits the sick in the story of Avram Avinu after the Brismila, we emulate Hashem. That's an example of a Madonna being used in a sense of holiness. Another Another example, emulating tzaddikim, trying to copy their ways. There's a story that I heard from Rabbi Yechayim Rosen, about a ger tzaddik who became Makurov to Breslov, and he was new, so he'd certainly, and they didn't have art scroll in those days in Russia, that they didn't have translations of the Siddur, and this Gerd Sebek, when he would have in Shachris, when he would say, Avarabo, Avas, he would, he would cry. So somebody once asked him, like, what are you crying about? Like a person cries when they understand the words that they're saying and they feel a deep connection to it. He said, it's true. I don't understand what it says here, but I watched Rebavram Nachman, and I saw that he cried during this paragraph. So I realized there must be very, very special things here that are worth crying about. 
These are examples of Medame and Kedusha. We know in the formulas that are used to expound the Torah, we have this concept of comparing two different things always and seeing whether they're like each other. That if the same word is found in one part of the Torah as in a different part, that serves as a bridge to be able to, to compare certain laws and certain principles that apply to A, that it should also apply to B. These are examples of Medame and Kedusha. Okay. Halacha Gimel. Inyan Isur Loleches Bechukoi Soakon. The fact, the concept that it's forbidden for us to follow the customs of the Goyim, the Isur Mo'inein Omanachi Shemachashev, and also forbidden for us to practice any type of sorcery or magic. This discussion will be based, this halacha will be based on chapter 64 in Yikud entitled Boyo Paroi, Ayin Shom Kol HaToyro Heitev. Rav says to really appreciate this halacha, study that chapter and put that, that entire chapter and put him around well. Vaklau, to summarize what Rav says there, Sheyesh kushyos vaapikursis, shenimshach mehaklipos shenishavu alidei shviras kelim. There are some questions, questions in theology and religion, that come from that that come from the klipois, the forces of Tumon, that came about as a result of the breakage of the vessels that took place when Hashem first created the world. Which came about as a result of the fact that there was too much light. The light was too powerful to be contained in these vessels, and therefore these vessels shattered. And these broken vessels, these shattered vessels, are referred to as excesses and, and waste matter from holiness. Because again, there, there was light, there was very high level light in these vessels, and they shattered. So these broken, shattered pieces of vessel also have light in them. And Rav Nosazal tells us, we know that magic also comes from excesses and waste matter. The magicians were able to use the nails and certain other things like that that are referred to as psoilus moisrois in order to perform their magic. The elu hakushes vapikurses efshaliashvam. Rabbi Nezal explains in that chapter in the Kutimran that those questions and doubts that come from Shvila Sakelin, those questions we can delve into and we can resolve those questions. We can answer those questions. Because there are holy sparks 
there are letters of Kedusha that are found there, Shenof which have fallen among these broken vessels. However, there's a different category of questions which come from the vacant space. We know the Sifre Kabbalah tells that when Hashem wanted to create the world, he had to first vacate an area in order for there to be room for creation. Kaviochel Hashem had to remove himself from a certain area. From that area, Hashem removed his divine presence and his meaning his chachmas. This refers to those wisdoms, those questions that are not real questions, like the certain type of study of philosophy, questioning everything in a certain way where they're not looking for answers, really. And the questions that come from there cannot be answered whatsoever in this world now. It's about those kind of questions that the Pasuk says, anyone who tries to delve into those kind of philosophical questions won't be able to get out of it. They'll go into a, a, a ditch, a pit, that they won't be able to crawl out of. I once mentioned one of the Hasid Shigdoilam writes that the first letters of this pasuk, spell the word bichel. Bichel means a book. But bichel is like a derogatory term that was used regarding those books that are not part of Kedusha, philosophy books, things that you're not allowed to read, those are called these bichels in Yiddish. Because Rabbeinu Zal explains over there in the Kutuman, if we were able to understand the questions that come from Cholol Aponoi, then it's no longer Cholalaponui. Then, then Hashem is present there. Then there's Chachma there. And that would negate the existence of the world. Therefore, Rabbi Nizal says over there, we cannot answer those questions at all whatsoever now in this world. Our only response to those kind of questions is to fortify ourselves with emuna. And by doing this, we pass over all of these wrong chachmois. Over these chachmois that are not chachmois. They, they seem to be into intellectual, but they're not so intellectual. This is referring to these types of philosophical questions that come from the Cholol Study this topic very, very well over there in chapter 64 in the Now Rav Nosenzal is going to go into a discussion where he's going to show us that the Torah is divided into two major categories. Chukim and Mishpatim. Mishpatim are those mitzvahs 
where we understand the reasons for them on a certain level. They, they're logical, they're rational. Chukim refers to those mitzvahs which we don't understand any rational, logical explanation for them. And Rav Nassim is going to show how these two categories in Torah parallel these two different types of questions. And by studying these two branches of Torah and by applying our knowledge to those things that we can understand and applying emuna in those areas where we cannot understand, by this we make the tikkun for this whole entire picture. This will take this up in Yitzh Hashem in the next year. Hopefully we'll be broadcasting from Eretz Yisrael in Yitzh Hashem on Friday morning. Any questions, please, before we close? In the chat, please. Is Emuna also an example, an aspect of applying Medame in Kiddushim? The answer is, I believe yes. I believe yes. It's, it's emulating Hashem. It's following a path even though we don't understand it completely. I believe so. Anyone else? Wishing everybody a good chodesh, a good week. Should be zorcha to absorb the etzos, the advice, the guidance that we're given here and be able to apply it correctly to ourselves. To be zorcha, even though it's not Purim now, we're fighting, we're waging this battle against Haman Amalek every day to a degree. And to be zorcha to do battle by the tzedakah that we give, by the simcha, the simcha shal mitzvah, the simcha every morning when we make that bracha, shaleh sani goi, to say it with tremendous joy and to rejoice that we're zorcha to be learning the svarim of the tzadikim amitim. All day. Thank you, Rav Hassan. All the best.